It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Let's welcome in Aditi Kinkabwala, the number one sideline reporter in the entire NFL. I got I to I, I start you off, Aditi, to, to get you in there. I want your opinion on this, too. You're not going to ask my fence-riding question? Uh, I don't nah, get a vote from nah. do, do it rapid-fire. After, after G's question, yes. let's rapid-fire right. for Aditi the questions we've already do asked. Do you believe okay. that there are times in a game where you can't make that call? You're like, hold on. You can't call me off sides right there that you can't make that call. Or mm. pass, interference pass interference on a Hail Mary. And a Hail Mary. It, it, do you believe it's the letter of law or is it t- you, you, you got to wait to see what's going to happen during the game? I'm going to put pass interference on a Hail Mary outside the box because that's a very unique situation. But I think you have to call everything consistently. If you don't call it in the first quarter, how can you call it in the fourth quarter? If you do 100%. call it in the first quarter, how can you not call it in the fourth quarter? Yeah. And it's, that's it's so right. Every crew is different. Every official is different. That's why some teams hire officials to give scouting reports on the officiating crew they're about to see. What all you can ask for in a human endeavor like officiating is consistency. Yeah, it's like an umpire changing his strike zone in the ninth inning. Exactly. You you can't can't do that. that. And I think that was that was Mahomes point. That was Reed's point. And uh, Aditi, but are see, you... I disagree on that. I think that that was so far offsides, and Tori Smith <laughs> actually said it best. I mean, it was absurdly offsides. You're a grown man. If you don't know that you are yes. that far offsides, and if you actually watch the film, he's not really checking. It's almost like, no. hey, I'm he just put you, his fist out. Yeah, he exactly. went through the motion, but he never got confirmation that he was okay. I was talking about the NFL film or the NFL Network segment. I don't know if you watched it, but. Their conclusion at the end of this long discussion after they showed play after play after play after play where he was lined up in what technically was past the line of scrimmage, one of the things they pointed out was that the chief center was consistently moving the ball backwards a little bit. And it was almost like, almost not, I don't want to say a habit, but it wasn't uncommon for him to do that. They said that changed the line of scrimmage. They also found three or four instances where receivers for the other team during the game, Buffalo, were also just as offsides, and it wasn't called. So I think Reed and Mahomes' point is kind of what we're saying about the umpire calling strikes in the ninth but inning you know of what, the Jay? game that weren't called strikes 
in the fourth, fifth, third inning of the game. They've got be the, consistent. They've gotten the benefit of the doubt of a million. Oh, calls. listen, I'm nobody not, feels sympathy for that. No, and yeah. it's funny because Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is the one of the biggest benefactors of bad missed calls. Yeah, exactly. We won a Super Bowl for crying out loud on questionable yeah, calls. That's right. But all of that being said, I found it interesting that the league didn't find these guys because in the past, Aditi, correct me if I'm wrong, you whisper about a bad call and you were writing a check. Oh, and I mean, how many times have we heard coaches say, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to be fined. Exactly. I think that this year, the the narrative about officiating has really just hit a fever pitch. I agree. And I don't know that it would be a very smart move to increase attention on officiating by meeting out big fines that would then become headlines again. It's definitely a change in policy by the league, for sure. Uh, Aditi, we just did five fence rider questions. I'll ask them to you rapid fire. You give us the answer. You ready? Okay. Here we Number go. Number one, Ready. will Justin Fields have more rushing yards than any individual Browns running back this week? No. Okay. Number two, will Joe Flacco throw for more yards than Justin Fields has total yards rushing and passing? Yes. <laughs> Although my guy Jaquan River is with the Browns and he's a Pittsburgh guy and he was so cute to my kids. But anyway, still, yes. I'm on the Joe <laughs> Will Keep Miles going. number three? Will Miles Garrett snap his three-game sackless skid? Yes. Number four. Will the Browns have three receivers? Oh, we didn't do this one. We're gonna, we didn't get to that one. I skipped one to make sure we got. DJ Should I give this one to Aditi or skip it? Oh, uh, you can give it to her. We'll do it after. Okay. Will the Browns have three receivers with at least forty-five yards versus the Bears? Three. Including tight ends. Uh, three pass re- catchers. Does it have to be receiver or pass catcher? No, pass okay, catcher. Any so pass just... catcher. Three pass catchers. Yes. Yes. Will DJ I mean, if Moore... have that many yards, somebody's got to catch the ball, right? That's, that's yeah. true. Will DJ Moore have more receiving yards than Amari Cooper? No. Wow. I guess you think the Browns are going to win because you got the Browns at all these. Will DTR take at least three snaps in this game? No. He took out, what, one last week? Yeah. He took three last week. Oh, was oh, three? Oh, he did take three? I didn't yeah. realize it was three. He, Jeez, handed, he handed it off to Kareem Hunt. He had the sweep to the left. Yeah. And he was also in for another Wildcat play. And but f- did he take the snap on that play? Well, he was in the game. Like, will he be as part of the game okay. for three snaps? Yeah. Uh, he didn't well, that's different than taking snaps. Yeah, it's different than taking snaps. Will the Brown finally, who will record more sacks in this game, the Browns or the Bears? The Browns. Well, it's a clean sweep. Yeah, she's definitely got the Browns winning Sunday. All I right, mean, I baby. feel like I should have hedged a little, right? To be a safer, little bit. But whatever. I'm all in. Consistency. I'm all in. I there love you. you believe, Jay said before, we were talking about, you know, what Flacco's going to do. I said I thought he's going to have 255 yards passing. I don't know. I don't think G gave a specific amount. Oh, it's, it's over what three. And, but Jay, okay, so Jay and G got Flacco throwing for over 300 again this week. Uh, the Bears are not very good against the pass, or at least they haven't been so far this year, and they lost one of their two best pass rushers. And Gakwe, do you think Flacco has another 300-yard game this week? I, I think that I have never – and remember, I've covered Joe Flacco basically since he's been in the league. I covered him so much in Baltimore, in Baltimore, maybe more than anybody other than a beat reporter that lived there. I've never seen him have so much fun. I've never wow. seen him play so loose. I've never seen him play so free. I've never seen him play with – 
it's all that cumulative experience. It's all those cumulative reps. That's all that wisdom that he now has. It's the crunch time. Remember, Joe Flacco put together arguably one of the best playoff runs of the last, what, 15 years, that year that they won the Super Bowl. All of that is coming into play right now. His body is fresh, as fresh as it could be for an almost 40-year-old. He knows how fortunate he is to play with a defense like this, a run game like this, a line, even as sort of beat up as it is, but with the guards that he has. I just, I think that this, I'm just really, really bullish on what Joe Flacco can do for this team right now and what a fit he is in this particular moment for this particular group. It is amazing. It's in, like I'm a, I'm a, what do they call it? Flacco fever. I have yeah, Flacco you got fever. you do have Flacco fever. I, it is crazy. Like, and who knows how he'll do the rest of the year? You know, he, maybe he'll fall apart because he's 39. I don't know. They but had Dobbs right. fever in Minnesota <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. Right. So who knows? But right now, let's ride it while we can. Right ride. now, hell, hell yeah, it. hell but yeah. I, I see the way he's played these two games, and I'm like, I don't understand why he nobody called him the whole season. Can you explain that? Uh, it, this is the nature of the whole quarterback thing. I mean, there's yeah. no more, there's no position that has more group think or wrong assessments or, and you guys know, I love Josh Dobbs. He's one of my all time favorites ever, but Jay, Joe Flacco has a body of work and a body sure. of experience that Josh Dobbs never had. Yeah, I'm so just I don't warning against, yeah, fair. you're absolutely right. Yeah. But a couple of weeks ago, Dobbs was the national media darling on their national TV game. Of course. And of now course. he's back on the bench. Difference between he and Flacco is miles and years, but it can right. happen. I, I, but I think the piece about Flacco that, look, he can clearly still sling the ball. He's still got the arm strength. You're never going to question how he can read a defense or make a smart decision, any of those things. The piece is that all those years that he was in Baltimore, one of the knocks on him, it was one of, you know, just like all of us, our best traits are sometimes our most derided traits. One of his best traits is how level and even and calm and all of that he was. Joe Cool, that's who he was. It's funny, it's what we say about Kevin Stefanski. But one of the knocks at the same time was that he was too level and he was too cool and he didn't show enough emotion. And sometimes you need to juice up your teammates with your own emotion and... He's playing with that emotion now. He's telling his teammates, hey, guys, like, I feel like a 10-year-old kid. Thanks for having me be a part of this. <laughs> He's showing that smile. He's reveling in David Bell laughing as he crosses the goal line. You know, all of that is sort of the thing that Joe Flacco once got knocked on. He appreciates this moment and his kids getting to see what he's doing. Sure. All of that. You know, I just, again, it I... There are a lot of injuries. Everybody has a lot of injuries. You know, I, w- I was laughing. Jim Schwartz was saying, how did he phrase it? He was like, this game doesn't care if we have injuries. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, the Steelers defensive coordinator was saying nobody gives a bleep that the Steelers had injuries. Like, yeah, that's the nature of the game. It, it, the Browns are so different with Denzel Ward, without Denzel Ward. But let's see what Ronnie Hickman does. I covered him in the preseason when he had, what did he have? He had three picks in three that picks. one game? Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, who knows? Maybe Adidi. Ronnie Hickman is going to... Wally pips somebody right now. That's right. One of the things that we've talked about um, is the fact that, you know, the old saying, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Uh, I have theorized that Joe Flacco, who I found this hilarious, had purchased the NFL package. (laughs) 
But then I think about Sunday this. ticket. He purchased the Sunday ticket so he could sit on his couch and watch a season of football. I don't games. know why that's funny. I'm it, sorry. I, when I heard it, I laughed my ass off too. I'm like, wow, now he's actually or. part of that product. And what I think happened here, Man. because I know that G and I have both experienced it, when you do something for the bulk of your life and it's taken from you. And you, I, I, I was telling G when I stopped playing baseball, I actually had dreams of putting on my uniform and getting ready to toe the rubber. Oh. And I would wake up and I would almost be on the edge of tears because I would be like, I'm never going to do that again. It's crazy, man. And when I came back and started playing again, I was like 13 all over again because I had the thing that was probably most important to me in my life outside of my family back in my life. And I wonder if that's what Joe's going through because he was on the couch for 11 weeks, 12 weeks. He must have thought it's not going to happen. I 100%. I think there's a greater appreciation when you don't have something. I mean, look, I feel it this way about my own season. I've been start and stop, start and stop because I'm sharing my crew with someone. And it's funny because two weeks ago, I was in New England in Foxborough in a monsoon in a 6 nothing game. I mean, <laughs> everything. But I had just sat for three weeks. And it's so funny that, I mean, I think I had a, according to me, I think I had a monster game. And I had a great time. I had so much fun right. standing in a monsoon watching some very, very suspect football. But it's because the previous three weeks I'd had to sit on my couch and I couldn't do it. So definitely there's a truth to that. But Jay, do we not know, because I haven't asked Joe myself, did he buy whatever the Sunday ticket package is now called because he expected his children could watch him? Because eventually he'd be somewhere in some city out of market. And that's so that theory. was... Well, McNuggets has something he wants to add to that. I did, when I, The answer that I heard, I don't think that was part of the answer, but maybe no, I not. missed it. So, Joe and Ryan well, Clark uh, when said I talk to him, I'll be like, Joe. Yeah, dig down on that. A little bit no, I know why. So he, this he's is the power of we know the answer, seeing it into belief. Okay. So Mike. he auditioned for Inside the NFL with Ryan Clark. He did. He bought Allegedly. it, so he knew more about the. Did he confirm the... that? I know Ryan said that, but did he confirm no, but, that? No, but Ryan, if Ryan's not going to say it on TV if it didn't really happen. I mean, you know Ryan. I know Ryan. It, I, when Ryan said it, I, I took it as gospel. I, what stunned me was I hadn't heard it previously. Yeah, so there was I that. I think Joe was probably keeping it. his options open. I think it's smart to keep your options open, sure. right? Yeah. It makes sense. What, 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 so, but McNuggets, yeah. you're saying he bought it as part of his homework. Yeah. Like if I'm going to be, if I'm going to, if I'm going to host inside the NFL, which is kind of that Holy Grail one show you want to see. You better know the teams. I better know everything. I better watch everything. So that's, but I just found it interesting that the man paid for it and now he's part of the product. It's a great story. Well, you know, Didi, let me ask you this. I've been saying it. I've been trying to get it in front of it. I don't like this. I, I don't like the fact that Joe Flacco is, is playing well and the fact that he has no contracts. I mean, I, I, I would offer him a, a two-year deal. <laughs> I'd offer him a two-year deal right now with a play team option. You want I, him to come be in the quarterback room, be Deshaun's backup next oh, year? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Right now, I'm giving him the contract. Maybe. Well, Aditi, maybe. Aditi, have we ever <laughs> seen more value in a backup quarterback than this year? I completely agree with you, and I love the idea of having a veteran backup. 
You know, like all those years that I covered the Giants and you had a uh, David Carr who was smart and heady had, had been a starter in the in the league. All these years that the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger had a Charlie Batch or a Bruce Gradkowski, guys that could really offer value and not just the young buck that you were developing. I like right. that. Yeah. It's why I like Josh Dobbs in this room. Yeah, it's when I first I said it, I thought I was going to get attacked on the set for saying it. Oh, no. But I, I just, no. I, I, I have learned my lesson, and I hope the Browns have too. <laughs> right. You cannot have a backup quarterback that's, I mean, like he's almost out of the test tube. What you want in a backup quarterback? No diminished arm strength. He's won a Super Bowl. His confidence is off the chart. He's smart enough. His college coach who recruited him was on the show and he goes, Joe, if nothing else, is a master at assessing the situation. He knows he's not going to come in here and say, this is my team. He's coming right. in here saying, I'm a placeholder and I'm going to do the best I can to get this team but where it wants to go. He's nobody's a veteran. giving him a contract right now. I would. Because someone's going to offer him a contract for next year. Why not us? He's also, Jay... A good human. Yes. He's an Alex Smith who will mentor the young guy behind him, Patrick Mahomes, even though he knows he's losing his job to that person. He's Ryan Tannehill, who's lost his job to Will Levis, but is still helping Will Levis every week. Joe yeah. Flacco is not going to sit on the bench and sabotage Deshaun Watson or sit here not. and say, I could do this better. So I think that's another huge piece of this puzzle as Aditi, well. last thing, are the Steelers finally done? If they oh lose to the Colts, the season's over, I think. They're, I think they're full. They're the only team of the group of 11 that looks like it's going in the wrong direction. This feels like Groundhog Day. I mean, finally going right. under 500. What do you say? In that group of 6 to 11, yes, the Steelers are most definitely the worst in that group to 6 to 11. I don't, I mean, again, my, remember, I'm married to a Steelers fan. He gets angry every single time I say this, but this is an organization that needs some reset. That does not mean running Mike Tomlin out of town. It just means that you need, and I was on the radio yesterday saying this here in town, Mike Tomlin may be A through X. He is not Y, he is not Z. And so strong ownership needs to address Y and Z, and then you'll have who you want. A through X is a heck of a lot better than just about any coach out there, but the things holding the Steelers back right now are Y and Z. The only person that can change Y and Z are the Steelers' owners. And Adam, you and I were both in the New York market when John Mara went to Tom Coughlin and said, we love you for all of these reasons, but the strict Martinet you are, the fact that you are not showing your players who you are as a grandfather and creating that connective tissue that's got to change or you're not going to still be here. Tom Coughlin yeah. took that under advisement. He changed and then he won two Super Bowls in what, four years? Yep. The same thing needs to happen in Pittsburgh. And I don't know that it happens if the Steelers once again back into the playoffs and lose in the first round. Right. They so, do have to take that step back before they take that step forward in the macro. I mean, look, Russell Wilson said it to me earlier this year, week two, we had the Broncos and Russell Wilson said as awful as last year was, he sat here and he thought, you know what? If you want to climb another mountain in life, you need to get back down in the valley. You have to come down yeah. off of one mountain to climb another one. Mountains aren't attached like that. That's well said. So I think there's value in that. And the Steelers have kind of just been middling for what, a dozen years now? It's a, you know, is yeah. Aditi doing it's, analogies now? Listen, I, I love the doing, analogies that she Christmas just gave. You doing Christmas analogies? What's going on? You She's kind of like... I mean, was that what you 
Wilson one. I don't know if I'm allowed to take credit for that one, am oh, I? Mm. Well, but you brought it to the table. She's kind of channeling her inner G. Bush. She's, mm. she's scheming now. She, she's, she's. I like the scheming. Aditi, have a great Ryan. week. What game are you calling this All right, weekend? Keep track of my votes so next week we can assess how yes, right I was. Will. on Right. This. What, what game do you have this weekend? Uh, Texans and Titans. Somebody please say a prayer to the concussion gods for CJ Stroud. Yeah, and no for my kidding. I'm assuming he's not very play. different if well, if if the Texans have CJ Stroud, there have been two quarterbacks that cleared concussion protocol in one week. Brock Purdy and Derek Carr. So it's not yeah. totally right. out of the realm of yeah. The only reason I don't think he's going to play is because Vegas has the Titans as the favorite. So Yeah. But that line can change. Can, I know. I know. Aditi, thanks. Have a great call, and uh, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Love you, Aditi. Bye. Thanks, Aditi. We're going to bring Bernie in. While we're doing that, we're going to read some Super Chats, and Super Chats, as always, are brought to yeah. us by PCC Airfoils. So if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, Full benefit packages, paid time off, and the signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We have three super chats to get to today. Skilly is the first one. He says, I'm sad I'm going to miss everybody tonight. I'm in Columbus for work, but would have loved to have made it out. Any other remote shows scheduled at the moment? Skilly, no, but if this goes well, hopefully it opens Pandora's box for many more remote shows in the future. Rated R says strong doesn't have good contact balance. That's why he doesn't get a lot of carries. He goes down on first contact too easily most of the time. And Peter G says Emerson doesn't do well against faster receivers. Notice that's why Newsom and Ward cover the faster guys. Just an observation. The Browns try to protect him, but he does make the most of his opportunities. Yeah. So those are our super chats. And with that, Let's welcome in the legend, the man, the myth, the only, Bernie Cozy. Hey, he uh, as we bring in Bernie, I wanted to just talk about Aditi channeling her energy bush with yeah. the analogies. Bernie Kozar is channeling his energy bush with product. That's yes. what it is. And, and watch, watch this commercial. Ready for this? See this? This is Kozar Coffee. And I want to tell you something. You matter. You matter. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hey, Why is you, he dropping Bernie's they, coffee? They, Fumble. But you, but you gotta, you gotta tell them where they can get it, man. Cozarcoffee.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. Make sure you go check that out. Bernie, Bernie I don't coffee. drink coffee. I really don't. And I've never liked the smell of coffee. This is a God's honest true story. I just Damn. I'm one of those oddballs that I don't like it. I don't I've never yeah. had a cup of it in my life. I don't like the smell. Yeah. This smells yeah. great. And I am not saying that because we're friends. Yeah. I would tell you if I didn't like the smell of it. I've never smelled a coffee that I like. But whatever's in here, well, thank I, you. it smells really good. This is probably, I shouldn't say this, I was that person too. I was the guy who kind of frowned from coffee, stayed away from it. Right. You know, I'm starting my, you know, I'm so proud to kind of be in my recovery part of the journey. One of my doctors, uh, uh, Dr. Michael Royzen at the Cleveland Clinic, the founding chair of Integrative Wellness, been on the the Oprah Winfrey show 53 times, says the number one thing to flush and detox your brain and liver is the black coffee bean. Did not believe in that. I did not drink coffee at all. He says to drink six to eight cups a day. Wow. From my old choices of, of professions. Is this caffeinated or decaf? It's, it's both, but the black coffee being caffeinated is one of the main things to flush and detox my liver and my brain. So with the cognitive decline that I've had, um, that's, this is one of the things that I've put into one of my main part of my modified intermittent fasting. 
And then, in fact, yeah, there it is. And then, wow. there, and at this time of the year, um, it's sunny out today, but we're all vitamin D deficient. So to be able to infuse vitamin D into the black coffee bean. So that's what you've done? Yeah, I've infused that's vitamin good. D. And because I'm not a drinker anymore um, and trying to modulate inflammation, one of the main things to modulate inflammation in red wine is resveratrol, a massive antioxidant. And instead of getting that in wine, we're able, we, I've patented the process to be able to patent and put resveratrol an antioxidant and vitamin D in a black coffee. I want you bean. on. I want you on Shark Tank. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I want you on Shark Tank because I, I, they always pitch products like this that are health based, but we it is a big part of everybody's every day. I'd say ninety percent of adults drink this every day. Uh, I think you, they would love you on Shark Tank. Well, and you need vitamin you. D more, as you said, more than anywhere. We well, get more this, cloudy days than Seattle does. Yeah, this time, I mean, seriously, this time of year, it's not here to pitch a product. I mean, this from the health and wellness with COVID, with the flu season. But somebody like myself that was highly medicated, I mean, to be on a morning show and be decently cognitive, to enunciate, articulate, communicate, yeah. I wasn't able to do that years ago. So being able to figure out healthy alternatives and things like uh, optimizing your D level right now, simple kind of things to put your body in a healthy perspective and a black coffee bean now to kind of flush and detox me to be able now to be cognitively present. And you know, this time of the year with, um, you know, we've talked a lot about, just last week, there was over a hundred people that died in the state of Ohio from the overdose deaths. Um, we all have 22 veterans today commit suicide. Is that every 22 every a day? Every day. Now, I, I could have been either one of those two statistics. And to be here cognitively present, and I don't say this to look good, but to show people in this holiday time, this holiday season, that there's healthy options out there to kind of bring you back to life and bring you cognitively present. So on top of it is healthy for me, and it's helped me. Um, some of the money that we raise with this is being able to be kind of put back into the community and put back into nice. some of my ex-players and teammates and veterans and people that are struggling with some of the anxiety, depression. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, the suicide rates and some of my teammates and ex-friends, Chagrin High School graduate, Notre Dame graduate, Cleveland Brown, uh, lineman of mine, Bob Dahl, mm. unfortunately committed suicide um, a couple months ago. So these are tough subjects to talk about at this time of the year. And I'd really rather talk about how awesome Joe Flacco and our Cleveland Browns are trending towards, you know, a playoffs for this. That's a good transition because that's what we want to talk to you about. You know, because By the way, Tracy just texted me and said, I need this. Yeah, no, no. we do. We By do. the way, the, the, forget he should be on QVC. That, that's where you need to be home shopping network with mm. that. And your story, by the way, really quickly, before we get to the football, um, this you can use this with intermittent fasting. My my parents do it. I do it. Um, how 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 often um, are you eating? What's your your gap? So I was I. They say sixteen to eighteen hours off. You know, you don't have to overly do it as strict. And I call it modified intermittent fasting because food is your medicine. Juicing with the Vitamix. You know, I was I got up to quite a few ho-hos north of 320 wow. um, back a half dozen years ago. So 
The coffee and the flushing and the detoxing of it has actually helped uh, modulate my, my weight loss, too. So you've so lost 100 pounds nearly. I, I've lost, yeah, I'm back down to my plane weight when I came to Cleveland That's in crazy. 1985 at, wow. at uh, 210. That's crazy. So you it's, look great, great it's sound great, yeah. and, I know you. You, and you feel great, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Right, and it's, now it's, again, it's about trying to help out people and, and bring back this message and, and join in a wellness community uh, at a time now when, you know, it's, it's easy to want to sit here and say, hey, I'm cool, everything's perfect, everything's going great. We know sometimes that there's people out there at home watching, struggling, that can maybe use a positive message, and not just a message, but some things that you could do simply in your daily routine to give you physical and cognitive health. Well, Bernie, we got to, like Jay's going to say, we got to get to brown some of this coffee because we got 97 people in IR. Is this crazy? <laughs> what are we talking uh, about? Like that? Yeah, this is a health and wellness uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. potpourri <laughs> for me. I, I, uh, Have you ever seen a team suffer this kind of roster attrition to injury? Not I. It almost brings me. You're 88. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna really show my age here now. But 1988, we we had this same type of issues with lots of quarterbacks, lots of injuries. Marty Schottenheimer did an amazing job that year. Um, Coach Stefanski's doing an incredible job. I'm talking about, I'm going to really show my age, the great Don Strzok came here and played really good. I mean, it was amazing. And to see Joe Flacco, and I'm great friends with Don Strzok, and was a, uh, a direct uh, person involved in that, and know how impressive it was what he did. And it's even more impressive what Joe Flacco is, is doing. I mean, we sat here last week, and it wasn't me trying to be amplified and, and be... Um, excited for TV right here. I genuinely loved how he was playing and what he did out with the Rams. And then for him to come here this past Sunday and really dominate again and show his clutchness and his confidence in the pocket, his presence for, again, we said last week, being on the couch two weeks ago, let me alter it now with my cognitive recovery and say now he's been on the couch three weeks ago. Still, to sit in that pocket and have that patience off of that play-action pass um, and make those plays like he's thrown. And with his arm talent being so strong, um, and then his mental uh, capacity absolutely must really be there because his footwork and confidence in the pocket is so sturdy so you could tell mentally he knows what he's doing and he's only been here two and a half weeks so the couple with a 38 year old who still has arm talent with a mental capacity that he's already um, almost engulfed the knowledge of the offense and his presence back it's it's gorgeous to watch we're gonna we're gonna have a fun holiday season here capping up the 2023 year wow, bernie they've that. obviously you know they went with the veteran quarterback eventually with flacco they did it with kareem hunt they brought him back i'm curious your thoughts because you're now down to your third right tackle you're down to your second left tackle because dewan jones and jendrick wills are out for the year we were saying yesterday how about the free agent market there too like okay especially james hudson at right tackle seems to be struggling why do you think they haven't gone out and gotten a veteran offensive lineman that's been out on the street just like Joe Flacco? So, first, I got to keep saying, I feel like I'm Coach Callahan's marketing rep. Could a guy be doing any better uh, a job? I mean, the depth chart, how far down the totem pole yeah. we are in terms of personnel and stuff. And then to see, again, Joe Flacco confidently and sturdy 
um, standing in the pocket. That's a direct correlation to great offensive line play. And, and I, I pride myself on knowing everybody's name. I can't even tell you who our offensive linemen are right now, brothers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not alone, yeah. Bernie. Right. And, and we're still sturdy in the pocket yeah. and actually dominating and running at will with us to the point where there is no team that wants to. If Miles Garrett and Denzel stay healthy or get healthier, yeah. And this line with what Coach Callahan's doing. There's no team that wants to play us, right. you know, down the road. But to your point with um, finding uh, street free agents on yeah. the line right now, I'm not going to question what uh, Coach Callahan's doing because he's just – I think he could put one of us four in there, yeah. okay, and he's going to have some <laughs> moderate success with what they're doing. I think I'd have to be a center. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not really built like a tackle. Could you loan me my weight back? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to give it to you, Bernie. Okay. <laughs> Bernie, yeah. when you look at Flacco, uh, the one question that we've asked is sustainability. He started the season last year uh, with the Jets. Okay. Had a couple of 300-yard games. The second one, I think one of them was just under 300 yards. He threw for over 300 against the Browns. Yeah, unfortunately, we're quite, we're quite familiar yeah, with the first couple weeks of the season. We looked at his numbers, and he really didn't have that precipitous decline that warranted him going to the bench well, it, he for had the a, season. He had a terrible game the next week against the Bengals. It he wasn't had, as terrible as we thought. It was five I, turnovers. No, it wasn't. He had yeah. two tur- he had, it was four. It was four turnovers. Four, four. four turnovers, but I think one was one or two a fumble. I'll tell you, though, four turnovers is a terrible game. I'd have to go back and look at all the individual turnovers, but that was it. He disappeared until the the last game of the season. And so I I just think that, and and Aditi talked about this, how there's groupthink at that position, and how the league just collectively had stamped him as used up and done, and they put him over there. Should we expect to see that big decline, or is this sustainable? So... Coming in towards the end, halfway part of the season, towards the latter, the, the second half of the year, makes it sustainable, makes it less of a statistical challenge to what you're, you're trying to articulate there. Just in sheer numbers of games that he has to yeah, play, right? Yeah, but I also believe, too, and I'm not trying to pick on the Jets. I'm not trying to pick on last year and that stuff. But let's be blunt that the Jets' offensive line was woeful last year, and they're mm-hmm. still struggling with those issues. And here we are, albeit we do have injuries on ours. This isn't just Homerville talking about Callahan and the, and the Browns' O-line. We've been sturdy and stout in our offensive line, so that is massively different for a quarterback right now. So he isn't taking the hits that he took with the Jets, so we could probably kick the can a little longer on his health being long, uh, being sustainable with that. So I want to land on the positive side of that, and I actually think him not probably playing and overthrowing through August, September, October is probably going to allow him to be strong and actually, I think, get better as, as this goes on. So I'm actually excited. I'm actually more excited for him. Wow. I, you know, we, we talk about what Joe Flacco, I told him, I said, listen, the 300 yards he threw for last week, I think he's capable. I think Kevin Stefanski feels like he got to skip some steps. I compare it to you know, I don't have any children, but it's, it's like being like, hey, I got a two-year-old, right? We can skip all the diapers, and you just fast-forward them all the way till you get to seven or eight. You're like, oh, I could hang out with my kid then, but forget the terrible twos. It's like Joe Flacco, he doesn't have to tell him where to throw the ball. He doesn't have to tell him what he should be looking at, or his landmarks, or what coverage. Oh, he so, knows the coverage. He so knows now, the reads. Yeah. he could just come in and say, all right, Joe, what do you want to talk about this week? What do you like? And I think now 
are, would you say he's going to even be more in depth with the playbook because now he's going to find out what Joe likes and when, where he wants. Oh, to Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's part of my optimism with him. He, he's he's mentally solid at two and a half weeks. It's ex- absolutely going to keep um, getting better as we get going and his understanding and the relationship uh, between him and Coach Stefanski, Alex Van Pelt, Chad O'Shea and the, the play calling and that with the synergies with the offensive line and then understanding the checkdowns. You know, understanding that second, third reads even better, it's actually, it's going to get better. And I'm, I'm really optimistic about that. We've seen him have great chemistry with Elijah Moore. He played with, with the Jets. I mean, he is looking for him a lot. But Amari Cooper's been a little up and down the last couple of weeks. He's been banged up. He's had some drops. Jay suggested maybe he's feeling the after effects of that big hit he took a few weeks ago. You think he's seeing shadows a little bit, Amari? So, Laje Moore from St. Thomas Aquinas down in uh, Fort Lauderdale, where uh, my kids went to school. Big fan of him. Look, Amari Cooper is special in what he's been doing, and he's a tough guy. He is taking hits. And those last couple weeks, uh, especially that rib shot a couple weeks ago. So, you know, he's been a tough guy, his hips. Um, I can't believe he's really getting open and making the stats and yak that he's doing right now. So I actually think it's as much, you know, his injuries and him being a tough guy and not talking about it and not wanting to talk about it more so than... um, um, Joe not really kind of going that way. It was just, him. for me, I, I saw some uncharacteristic drops. And they came after the big rib shot. And I've had guys tell me that played the position that you kind of get PTSD, especially when you're going over the middle. I'm not saying that those were the, the, you know, the source of his drops. But, you know, I've had receivers tell me you start hearing things that might not be there well, after you've taken some of those hits. Well, hearing things... Hearing things, and then heck, when I was unhealthy with some chronic rib uh, conditions, you know, heck, when you're unhealthy or out of shape, you breathe heavy, you you lose a little focus. Um, there's just a natural. It's it's, and I'm not. It's not at all. I believe a fear factor. Right. But but when you're running and tired and you're not used to it and your ribs are hurting, you could lose a little focus and the drop types up. I'm sure. not, again, I'm, it's. That's a that's a real tough one for a receiver to get down there, beat press coverage, get the release, press the technique, get 18 yards, which is 56, feet, you know, 56 feet, come across there, and then have your um, presence about you. So when your ribs are cracked, he may have cracked ribs and stuff, yeah. which you don't want to um, amplify because now guys are really going to be going. Sure, you don't want to talk about it. You yeah. know, you tend to have some of those drops. Yeah. Hey, Bernie, last couple of we- uh, days we've talked about um, that play that play from uh, when Leroy Hort. What was it? A third and 30? 30, 30, 37. Third and 37. Leroy Do you remember that play when he ran yards. like 50 well, He did that in Minnesota. Yeah. He did that in Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, my he God. He had third and 37 and, and ran for 57. It's That's the right. longest the third down pickup in NFL history. I think uh. the reason I thought to ask Bernie is because we talked about the fact also that Leroy – has not had nine receiving touchdowns in a season, which is tied for the second most in Browns history, which, which is, is crazy. crazy. Hey. And he said you would just tell him, hey, just just go and I'll throw you the ball. Oh, so me and Leroy yeah. had a great rapport, and I love what he's doing um, um, life-wise now in the industry and how he's he's kept his health and wellness together. And that's part of where I believe Joe Flacco, Kareem Hunt, and what we're talking about as you start getting uh, – 
comfortable in the system and understanding. Me and Leroy had a great rapport. It's just like, bro, go get open. Yeah. Okay, he talks a lot. I can listen to him. I tend to talk too much on these shows, but when you're with the mouth, Leroy, yeah. you're doing some listening <laughs> oh, and stuff. Yeah. No, so I love him. I know his voice. Yeah. So we'd have little signals and stuff. So I never had to look where he was at. Matter of fact, I'd purposely not look and then I'd hear his voice and he'd, I'd just be able to come and throw. And then at that point in my career, I was able to make throws without looking yeah. and get him yak and stuff. So that was, and he could catch, Leroy Hoyer could catch like a receiver. That's, and that's crazy you mentioned that. And it, Joe Flacco is going to be doing, I know oh, he's yeah. going to be doing that. That checkdowns, what Joe, he did with David Bell on that fourth and two, yeah. finding him like that. It, it's, it almost seems like Joe Flacco, like, you know, I was watching in the, the All-22 and it seems like, he looks at his first read and it's like, oh, that's not there. And so he just knows that like, all right, well, my second read on the progression, that's not going to be there given the coverage. The third, I'm not even looking at that. And he immediately goes to the check down and he immediately gets it to him. And the cool thing about it is it's like a long run. It's a glorified safe run. And he's doing it with such calmness and with such presence. And you hear the Mannings talk about it in the Manning cast, how in zone. And I'm, I want to look you guys in the eye, and I don't want to look stupid on air. But, you know, you, I'm looking up, and I'm looking out there. So and I'll look here at the camera. And I know I'm looking down the field. And Joe Flacco, I absolutely could see that on the snap, he could see the safety. And he already knows it's probably my check down because it's zone. But he keeps his eyes up there, and he allows the backers to expand and allows the coverages to widen, and then he hits the check down. That's when I hit Leroy. Okay, and now you've got space, and now you're able to run. He's going to get way – he's been good. I think he's going to get better at that right now. And with the way we're running the ball off of that, the play-action game and the check down is imperative in front of it. And the way he could read defenses and continue looking down the field, I think it's going to expand those zone coverages and really um, accelerate the success of the offense. Man, I'm getting more excited with every statement yeah, you make. Yeah. Up. You always hear you hear commentators say he's like a coach on the field. Troy Aikman has said that about a number of guys. Uh, and I think that the general fan might not really get their mind around exactly what that means. Is Joe Flacco a second coach on the field? And how rare is it in today's NFL that you can say that about a quarterback? Well, it's rare for a quarterback to only be in your house for two and a half weeks, and he is a coach on the field. <laughs> so, yes is the short answer. Yes is the short answer to it is rare. And, yes, we're super blessed to have that gift going on. And we're, look, we're living this in the present. You know, not to get macro here, but a lot of times we want to worry and we don't live in the present. Mm -hmm. um, as an old man here in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter of our life, this century has been a challenge around the holidays to enjoy Brown's playoff football and have this optimism yeah. on December 14th. Genuine optimism. This isn't F and E. This isn't false enthusiasm. No. This is genuine. We could play football. And there's 31 NFL teams that don't want to play football against the Cleveland Browns in January. Yeah. The AFC's wide open. Yeah, no, there's no right way now. anybody wants to play yeah. Cleveland Browns there's, with Joe Flacco and Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. There's nobody wants there's to play us right now. There's still a path to the number one overall seed. Yeah. Unlikely, but it's there. I mean, it could I, happen. How, how funny would it be if I would have told you in September that you know the three, maybe the three most important players on the Browns right now, 
Ward and Miles. Okay, fine. Yeah. And the third most important player might be, or maybe even number one, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, is Joe Flacco. If I would have told you that in September, That'd be crazy. you would have said, you're out of your mind. What the hell is wrong with you? Are you doing but drugs? that's where we are. And that's where we are. And you dipped, in, right you dipped into my old stash. Yeah, okay, I just throw it all away, bro. Come on, that's man. It. I stole it from his Take house. Take the coffee. Yeah, yeah. bad stuff, all right? You were, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It smells if, a lot better. If we right. would have listed all these injuries at the beginning of the year, we would have thought the Browns would have four wins now. Yeah. It, it, and it's instead, cra- it it's not impossible to think they and we kind of we kind of backed into it. I mean, he's quarterback number four. I mean, this doesn't happen if you don't have all those injuries. So sometimes yeah. we talked earlier about how, you know, at some point, do you run out of men? Because it's always next man up. Well, yeah. are you going to run out of men? Well, th- the beauty about this, and you'll know this, all the injuries have been opportunities for other guys. And one of those guys is Joe Flacco, and he's mm-hmm. capitalized on it. Yeah. yeah. I have an injury update from today's practice, by the way. Uh-oh. Uh, nothing new. Nothing okay. new. Oh, thank you. So no <laughs> No extras, more IRs. Yeah, don't scare us, brother. Mary Kay said Ogbo not practicing. Neither is Thornhill. Pierre Strong has been added to the not practice list. So all three at running Ethan backs. Ethan Pochich, Jordan Elliott, David Njoku, and Batonio also not practicing, which may mean Ford and Hunt are back. Strong is out. I haven't seen the official oh. report, but that was from Mary what about, Kay. What about you, you Denzel, Denzel wasn't Ward? on that not practicing list either, so Denzel's practicing. Denzel was limited in a very limited capacity yesterday. Expected to be limited, back even more today. Very so. limited. Mike's struggling with the language today. Hey, how about uh, that David Njoku? I got to give a shout out to what he's been playing. The dominant tight awesome. end like that. I mean, catching the ball and the touchdown catches, but the significance of the edge running game that we're doing because yeah. we're, these tackle situations and Coach Stefanski, uh, you know, took a lot of criticism in September and stuff. What he's doing with the tight ends and helping to mask the young tackle situation. And then, look, at Chief is catching touchdown passes, and it goes unnoticed what he's doing in the running game. Boy, we're dominating the edge on those belly plays and those outside runs that Kareem and Pierre Strong and, and Ford are doing. And that's massively impressive and, and imperative to the, the offensive success. And those check that. And after he's chipping... He's leaking out in, in the flats, and he's opening the flats. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite things of spending time with him is over the years, back to the Baker days, is talking about what a tight end and back does from learning with my Kevin Mack, Ernest Biner, Leroy Horde, Eric Medcalf days, Ozzie Newsome. Keeping guys in the block doesn't mean you're not going to catch and be a pass receiver. Matter of fact, against zone and or man, if you know what you're doing, you have a way better chance of getting it. So especially in two-minute drills and especially when you're spread out like that. So to have talked with Chief about that through the course of his career, he's mastered it now. Mm -hmm. And that synergy that he has with uh, his quarterbacks now, that's going to get better too. Uh, as the uh, season comes. And with the yeah. bad weather coming and with the um, running game, we l- embrace it this time of the year with the running game and play action because that deep throws with Joe's arm, the way he gets things to expand and then hits the check down. Go tackle Chief Kareem Hunt Ford in space now. That was the old principles of Leroy Hoard, Kevin Mack, Ernest Biner, Ozzie Newsome. It, this is, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. We Even with these injuries. Yeah. We haven't seen the play action um, 
the, the under center play action is, is almost a, like a lost art. It's a it's dinosaur. It's yeah, a, it's bring. It's we're going to see it, but the Cleveland Browns now we have. We're going to keep something. That's an art form, right? Being able to do that fake well. Bernie, yes. he reminds me of Boomer Esiason. Boomer carried out the play fake very, very well. Yeah, it was Joe's talking. got good mechanics on that play too. Yeah, Joe must have learned a little bit in the uh, in his New York days. Boomer rubbed off on him. <laughs> Perhaps, there, yes. Perhaps yeah. because that's that's kind of who he reminds well, me of. We talk yes. about sustainability, Possibly. and we don't want to get too Fair. far ahead of ourselves, but what's the ceiling for this Browns team? Again, I feel like I'm uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I must be the Browns ownership representative here talking about <laughs> I, I don't want to play the, any other team. I don't want to play the Cleveland Browns in January right now with our running game, with our defense right now. So the ceiling, again, I, I – People are going to say, I'm just saying this because I'm positive and stuff. I typically off air this whole century. I've never seen okay. you this. Yeah. I have I've been never seen never. you this high on the Browns in the entire time yeah. I've known you. And when the camera's off, I still will be. Okay? Wow. I, uh, the ceiling is, is we have a chance this year. And as long, uh, with yeah. Joe Flacco and a healthy Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward, no, nobody wants to play us right now. We, we've been talking. I said after his first start, I know it sounds crazy. But I would offer him a contract for next year. Oh, yeah. We've learned. I already nothing. did in my head. <laughs> oh, good. So I'm not crazy. Signed. I know if you Yeah, no, so he's, he's, look, he's not going anywhere. The, 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 the commodity of the backup quarterback, the, the value of the backup quarterback this year on what's happened has gone up. Someone's going to offer this guy a job. Why not make it here where he's already got a running start and a little yeah. bit of a runway in the next season? Look, hopefully we never need him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. But the odds are we will. Yeah. And he's there. I concur. I'd actually take it even a step further. Us veteran quarterbacks, I say the you matter. I talk about self-confidence. I talk about self-esteem. Us men up here, we all want to pretend we're all perfect and always have it. Us QBs, for sure, want to pretend we always have it. I believe Joe Flacco's presence in the locker room and on the team will be really helpful to Deshaun Watson's comeback and his confidence and presence and how he assimilates into this Kevin. Deshaun could benefit from just having him there. We all could benefit from having Joe Flacco around. Absolutely. And a veteran quarterback, um, Deshaun, I believe, will be absolutely secure himself in his own position. And having a Joe Flacco around with a Deshaun Watson will be, I think, would be awesome too. Besides it, and then the groom at DTR, I mean, there's a there's a beautiful trilogy right there. So I've already yeah. signed them. Okay, so that's... I love it. <laughs> Bernie, no, I, great I stuff it. as always. Bernie's going upstairs to record a segment for tomorrow, which is going to be really good. I think me and you are doing a little podcast too, aren't are we? Are you in? I'm on with you. All right. <laughs> yes. Right. We got to work out a time. You're yeah. not free tonight at seven o'clock, no. are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, tonight I'm doing um, I'm doing toys for tots. Oh, with, uh, awesome! 
Yeah, Hanford and stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's, I'm so nice. blessed to be cognitively back and present and right. feeling good and be able to get out this time of the year and kind of give back to people. It's just, it's a great blessing. I love that charity. I've done a lot with it myself. Um, it, go to, just Google Toys for Tots, go to the website, find out how you can help our, our chapter here. We are in great need this year. We'll see you tonight. We're going to be there at the Rock, all of us at 7. Kozar Coffee. I already got, I ordered three bags. KozarCoffee.com. You matter. See you tomorrow, Bernie. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.